What's up, world? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's another Free and D Friday podcast with Pastor Free. Let's go! Church all your life. Yeah, boy. I'm a church boy. Oh, I know. Listen, I am super excited. I would imagine you are too. I'm almost 40 years old, but I still feel like a big kid whenever we are approaching the Christmas season. And in my adult life with the faith that I have in Christ Jesus, I'm even more ecstatic to celebrate the birth of our champion, our Christ, and our King. And so uh, this weekend, we do celebrate the nationally recognized holiday that commemorates the birth of Christ. And a lot of individuals have talked over the years and people then got woke um, and say we shouldn't be celebrating Christmas as a pagan holiday and the whole nine. But my stance is still the same, that the birth of Jesus deserves to be celebrated. I mean, we get celebrations for our birthday. So why shouldn't we celebrate uh, the incarnation of birth of Christ Jesus? Uh, I think it's important that we be educated uh, to the things that are historical, uh, to know the origins of, of different things that occur in our country. But that does not change the fact that we have a privilege and an opportunity to celebrate the greatest gift that was ever given, the greatest gift ever known to man, the gift that literally keeps on giving, uh, that, that the light began to shine in darkness. Uh, that Jesus Christ was God wrapped in flesh and wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. The fact that uh, the Lord uh, birth announcement came first to lowly shepherds uh, to remind us of how important humility is to heaven. Listen, just so many biblical principles surrounding the birth of Christ that I believe each year we should pause to reflect upon. And so I'm saying to each and every one of you, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, uh, the whole nine. Uh, listen, you know free funny, right? You, you know, you know your boy funny. So check this out. This one is called Atheist Holiday. <laughs> An atheist complained to a Christian friend, you Christians have your special holidays such as Christmas and Easter. And Jews celebrate their national holidays such as Passover and Yom Kippur. But we atheists have no recognized national holidays. It's unfair discrimination. His friend replied, why don't you celebrate April 1st? <laughs> Get it? April 1st, April Fool's Day. If you're an atheist, you're a fool. I know somebody would say that's offensive. Why would you say that? But the word of God says that the fool hath said in his heart that there is no God. So I'm on biblical ground with this joke. And anybody don't like it, love God. I love God. You don't love God? What's wrong with you? Anyway, because it's Christmas season, I've been rocking joints off of my Joseph's Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack, and I'm going to do that same thing today. 
This is perhaps one of my favorite joints on the whole record because it's a song that I wrote over 10 years ago and just kind of did a reboot of it uh, for the soundtrack to the movie. Uh, and if you haven't gotten the movie again, free the letter ndministries.com. You can go and get all free Indeed Ministries products. We're working on getting Joseph's Nightmare Before Christmas on Amazon Prime. I'm talking Amazon Prime. I said Amazon Prime. <laughs> Amazon Prime. I'm talking about we doing big things, you heard me. But anyway, this song, like I said, over 10 years ago, I called Reverend Chris Bell into the studio. Uh, back then, I had a studio in the back room of my house uh, with a board, uh, like, a, like a little partition board that I had built in the room. And we recorded a song called Gift Before the King. I tried to put myself in the mindset of the wise men that came and brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh at the birth of Christ. And we recorded that song. I loved it so much that when it was time to do the soundtrack for this movie, I wanted to re-record it. And this time, I pulled in some more reinforcement. Jason Cosby is on the track. And then Lavalis Hamilton. Lend me your ear real quick and listen. To gift before the king. Let go. So after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? Because we saw his star when it rose, and have come a long way actually to worship him. Yeah. They say a king is born to us He comes to give us hope For through him God has come for us To dwell forevermore The answers finally come To establish God's kingdom But what do I have to bring As a gift before my king They were guided by a shining star Smart enough to know the world has changed King born in the manger What do you give someone that has everything? Material gifts that will all fade away I give my worship for the rest of my days To the King of Kings and the Lamb Slain So 
I'm the offering I lay me at your feet Cause you did it all for me Ain't no sacrifice greater You wrapped your son in a manger See I'm not perfect, I'm undeserving But still I bow when I thank you And see, I know that this life can be so dark sometimes But I know Jesus coming and he's making it shine So I gotta do better or whatever it takes I ain't got no fancy gifts, but what I have on my brain So I'm gon' stand in line, get in my posture right And it don't matter what folks gon' think, cause he gon' change my life I didn't come here for you, nah, but I came here for truth When you stand before a king, you gotta know what to do Put him in up, he'll set you free like ya Called it abundant life, he's so, oh uh, yeah, he's so Jesus Christ He's so, he's so, he's so, he's so, he's so bright we fear the Lord, and the type of reverence makes us fly. Well, I worship, I worship my life. My life. I'll make yeah. this praise, praise I'm free. I'm free. I get before the King. Your king. I worship my life. My life. I'll make the Before the king hit hard again, that was Reverend Chris Bell, uh, Jason Cosby, who serves as the pastor of worship and arts at the Abundant Life Church, and then the incomparable Lavalis Hamilton. Like I said, you can get that soundtrack, uh, the movie, books, Lady Kayla's records, the whole nine at www.freetheletterndministries.com. Again, I'm going to give you an excerpt of the word of God that comes from the Joseph's Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Uh, it's different from any other movie, as you can tell, because there are at least four sermonettes that take place within the course of this two-hour film. Uh, but I'm going to give you another one of those quick words from uh, the narrative, the Christmas narrative, and I pray that it be a blessing to your heart today. Hear the word of the Lord. Friend, you've got to admit that this is one of the greatest stories you've ever heard. I mean, immediately after the birth of Christ, the whole world started to feel the weight of what God was doing. Lives, both near and far, were being transformed and impacted in a way that would change the course of humanity forever. But isn't that what the birth of Jesus does for us all? No matter how you come to him, when you truly have an encounter with Jesus, you got to go home another way. And that's exactly what happens in the story. The shepherds come into his presence at the manger and they go home another way. And sometime later, these wise men, these magi, these astrologers, real smart guys from the far east, they come to see the Christ child and they came by way of. Governor Harris or King Herod, if you will, 
with this idea that if they were to find the Christ child and bring him word, he too would come to worship. <laughs> but you know, this dude was a buster, like full of hatred and malice, envy in his heart, and he really was trying to kill the baby king. With that reality in play, the Lord starts to speak to me again in dreams, but he also laid on the heart of these magi that they had to go home another way. <laughs> Their encounter in the presence of Christ literally caused them to be rerouted. I mean, rerouted in a way that they were going home another way, but that idea of being rerouted digs deep into the heart of each believer that comes humbly and sincerely to the Lord. And from that point on, your life is forever different. I mean, the truth of the matter is seeing Jesus should change your path. Nobody can ever say that they've had a real encounter with the Lord and stayed the same. I mean, songwriters have written their testimony. I looked at my hands and they look new. I looked down at my feet and they did too. When you really come to God, I mean, really come to him, it's different than going to church. It's different than wearing religious paraphernalia. I mean, when you open your heart to encounter the Lord Jesus Christ, it's impossible to stay the same. He changes your path. He changes the way you walk. He changes the way you talk. He changes the way you engage people, the way you love, the way you forgive. Seeing Jesus will change your path, but not only will it change your path. The interesting nature of the story is that these magi do not go back to Herod. This relationship that this, this plot, if you will, that is supposed to be developing because they have now seen the Christ child. They can no longer go along to get along. And so seeing Jesus doesn't just change your path, it should change your partnerships. The people that you're able to kick it with before Christ, there becomes this discomfort when you know that our destiny and our destinations are not the same. The truth of the matter is when you've really seen Jesus, some relationships begin to be distractions. They begin to cause you to have to compromise what you know to be right and true. And so the question for all of us becomes, what partnerships in my life are standing in the way of me really becoming who I'm supposed to be in God. What things need to be rerouted? What relationships need to be altered? <laughs> not only does seeing Jesus change your path, not only does seeing Jesus change your partnerships, but seeing Jesus ultimately changes your potency. I'm dreaming outside of the text at this point, but these men, remember, are professional men, astrologers, scientists, if you will, that watch the stars. This is how they knew uh, to follow this particular star. They didn't have full spiritual understanding, but they had professional understanding, which brought them to Jesus. But something about the story causes me to think that when they went home, they were different. If it was their work that brought them to Christ, then surely seeing Christ would impact their work. Surely now they were anointed in a way that they were not before because they had been in the presence of God. So seeing him would give them potency in their work, but then seeing him would also give them a position in his word. Listen, we wouldn't know anything about these men had they not come to see Jesus. And the truth of the matter is the success, the favor, the blessing, the prosperity that so many of you may be seeking for. You'll never get to it until you have a real God encounter. 
you humble yourself, go before the presence of the king and the impact that his presence has on your life will be something that's undeniable. I challenge you, find yourself bowing before the baby king and see how he changes everything in your life. You'll be rerouted in ways that you would never imagine in your path, in your partnerships, in your potency. Humbly coming before Christ will make all the difference in the world in your life. I do hope and pray that that was a blessing to you, that you received a message from the word of God as we celebrate this Advent season. Jesus is the reason for the season. I've been forgetting to do it this month, and I'm so very sorry for getting to give away flowers. And I'm going to give away me some flowers right about now. In the season of Christmas, I want to give away some family flowers. Let the church say family flowers. Uh, I want to give away flowers today to um, my cousin, who is actually kind of more like a sister. Uh, we were um, in many ways raised together. Um, and I'm going to give flowers today to LaChambra Clotel uh, Ewing. Ewing is her, her married name. Randall is her maiden name. And I want to just thank God for my cousin, Sham. Uh, I don't know if she listens to the podcast or not, but somebody let her know that I gave her flowers. Um, she was literally probably my first best friend. Uh, and we kind of, like I said, grew up together, fussing, and fighting. And even in our adult lives, we fuss and fight all of the time but the love is genuine and real and if there's ever anything i can do for her i would do it uh with no questions asked and i really believe uh she would do the same for me i'm very proud of the wife and mother and businesswoman that she has become uh i thank god that she is a woman of faith uh, of integrity and so sham i may not tell you um often enough but i love you and i'm proud of you I want you to keep putting God first and keep being the woman of God that you are setting an example for others. I'm proud that we come from the same lineage, the same family tree. So, girl, take these flowers this free indeed Friday. That's my cousin, y'all. I love her. So that's that for today. And it's about time for me to sign off. I know y'all wonder, like, where did the time go? Uh, if you're blessed by Friend E Friday podcast, you know what to do. Tell somebody about it. Make sure you're subscribed, whether you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify. Uh, be sure that you kind of, you know, drop a post on social media. Tell a cousin, tell a friend. If you hate the podcast, tell your enemy to listen to it. Uh, I'll take bad press, too. <laughs> anyway, before I go, let me cover you in prayer. Most holy and righteous God, it is to you we give glory, honor, and praise. For Lord, you've done so much for us. It's only appropriate. It's right that we bless your name. Thank you, Father, for the things our ears have heard and our hearts have felt in this hour. And I pray, Father, that the things that are going out through this podcast are a blessing. To make an impact in the hearts, minds, and lives of your people. And even those who don't have a covenant relationship with you, I pray that as the gospel goes forth through this format, uh, that you would cause 
individuals to be drawn to the foot of Calvary, to be drawn even to the manger, to see the Lord lay wrapped in swaddling clothes as a gift to lost humanity, as a way back to a covenant relationship with you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your son that died to wash our sins away. We confess that we're sinners in need of a savior. And Lord God, I come asking now in the name of Jesus, your blessings upon uh, our lives. We live in such very dark and desperate times. Individuals are sick. Some are without. Some are, are broken. Some are very confused even during this season because this may be the first Christmas holiday without a loved one. Or maybe this time of year continues to open the wounds or peel back the scabs of hurt of years past. So, Lord God, we pray that your spirit would be a comforter. Your spirit would be consolation. We pray, Father, that your spirit would be salved to the wounds that we uh, experience in our lives. I pray, Father, for healing in our in our nation. Both physical healing, COVID-19 is running rampant, cancer, uh, multiple sclerosis, diabetes, all manners of disease, we pray that you would heal. But then, Father, we also pray in the name of Jesus that you would heal us from sin sickness, from racism, from division, from classism, sexism, Lord, all these isms that are not like you. Heal our land, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus for those who you've given the mantle of leadership, whether it's civic leadership or governmental leadership or leadership in the church, Lord God, leadership in the homes or communities. I pray for integrity amongst leaders. I pray for vision amongst leaders, Lord God. I pray for tenacity, for patience, for endurance and stamina amongst leadership because leadership is a heavy mantle, Father. And many times, Lord God, leaders get discouraged along the way. So I just pray that you would encourage us, strengthen us to remain. Father, as we uh, approach this Christmas holiday to celebrate the birth of our Savior, I pray, Father, that um, the, the spirit of warmth and love and light would permeate throughout our land and country. Father, we need some positivity. We need some days uh, of joy and peace on earth. And so, Father, we just pray that this season would do just that. And as we approach a new year, should you be gracious enough to cross us into 2022, Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would give us a new season because we know a new year doesn't necessarily mean a new season. But Lord God, as we look at ourselves and we see how we can be renewed, how we can make adjustments, how we can be better, we ask for favor. We ask for a fresh start. We ask for elevation. We ask for promotion. We ask for blessing. And Lord God, we come Commit ourselves to being ambassadors for your name, uh, to making your name great in the earth. It's in the matchless name of Jesus, our Christ, that we do pray and ask these things by faith. Amen. And thank God. Family, I never take for granted these moments that you carve out of your day to spend with your boy on these Free Indeed Friday podcasts. I do hope and pray that it's been a blessing for you, and I pray that this is a blessed weekend for you. It's Pastor Free, and I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> ah, how?